Hello and welcome to the Piston Podcast. Sounds nice that, doesn't it? It's only a one litre Toyota Yaris. My name is Daniel Acterhouse, and I've been around and loved cars all my life. I write exciting and interesting articles for a car website called Drive Tribe and for various motoring magazines. I was the youngest journalist at the 2019 Goodwood Festival of Speed, and I'll be attending again in the new year, and hopefully for the years to come. As you all know, I'm a youth presenter. But after school and university, my aim is to become an automotive journalist. For the past few years, I've presented multiple radio shows here at Redshift Radio. But it's now time for something new. Podcasting. What could possibly go wrong? Anyway, rev your engines. It's time for the show. This show is something I've wanted to do for many years, and here I am now, sitting in the studio, waiting at the start line. It's going to go a bit like this. There are a number of segments. The first one is something I've called Piston Discussion, and in that segment, it's just full of discussion, and it fits in nicely with the name The Piston Podcast. So, um, I've got a lot of interesting stories, because obviously I haven't been on the radio, I haven't talked about cars on the radio, it's not radio, is it? it's podcast. Um, I haven't been online on air, whatever you want to call it, in a few months now. So a lot has happened, and obviously it's getting close to the end of the year, and car companies start to go, right, this is what I'm going to do in 2020. And then they release a whole new a bunch of different models. And in Tesla's case, they've released a pretty weird one, and we're going to talk about that as the first thing after I've sort of introduced the show and what's going to happen. The second is something I've called the Piston Podcast Pick of the Week. Now, if you listen to Turbo Youth, which was the radio show before this podcast, then I did something called The Car Review, and it was a bit... It's a bit of a boring name. So I thought, let's give it a nice name this, this time. So this is called Piston Podcast Pick of the Week. And this week... Who knows what it'll be? On the radio show, it was quite nice. I actually gave you clues, and I sometimes actually told you the car. But I'm not in this, because I want to keep you listening, and um, it's a bit more exciting, isn't it? The third one is something I've called Top Ten List. Not a very imaginative name, but I really couldn't think of one. So this is a top ten list that links in with the car review of... Um, so, for example, if I was reviewing a Lamborghini, I would do a top ten list of supercars, or whatever it is. Um, so that fits in quite nicely. And the final one, even though it isn't the final one, because there's loads more, is My Way or Highway. I absolutely love that name. My mum helped me with that one. Um, and basically what it is, is it's sort of like a road of the week. Um, so every week I pick a nice, pretty, beautiful, nice road that you could go to drive on. Um, and I've named it My Way or Highway because you can either take My Way, which is the nice way, or you can take the highway. So I think it's quite a clever name. Uh, so thank you to my mum for helping me with uh, picking that name. So yeah, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. But tonight we're kicking off uh, with some piston discussion. As I said just before, we're going to talk a bit about Tesla. Because a few months ago... No, not a few months ago. Um, God, time's moving quick for me. Um, a few weeks ago, uh, Tesla unveiled a car they called the Cybertruck. Now, I'm sure you've all heard about it. Even if you don't like cars, it's probably popped up online, on your Facebook, or whatever. And the Tesla Cybertruck, it's a pretty unusual vehicle. If I just, on the computer in front of me, search up Tesla Cybertruck... I get a picture in front of me. It's easier to talk about it, because it just looks so, so unusual. It's... Basically, it's made of um, like aluminium foil. It just it looks like, and it just 
it's weird. It goes up at the front and then up again and then down and then down again. So it's sort of don't know how you would describe it. Um, is it? It's like a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I don't know how, what shape could you describe it. Like the top of a pentagon? I don't know. But it's a really, really, really unusual car. And it's basically, it's a pickup truck. And the loading bay has got a little um, cover or a little slidey cover. And it can actually come with a Tesla quad, which is quite exciting because I'm guessing it's going to be electric because it's Tesla. Um, and it'll be a bit cruel to come out with a diesel quad or a petrol quad when it's an electric company. But it's a pretty ugly car. It's not very nice. And as a car... I don't really like it, but I do like the thinking of it, and this is a thing that loads of motoring enthusiasts and motoring journalists have said, they like the thinking of it, and I like the thinking of it. I think it's quite clever for Tesla, because I doubt that the real model that's coming in 2021 will look anything like it, but I think it's a fantastic PR stunt for Tesla to get some things out in the in the press and the newspapers, and it sort of gives Tesla a heap of extra money uh, or whatever. And I think that's going to help them with finishing off the Tesla Roadster, which I think comes out next year, 2020, um, which is their new uh, electric sports car. Well, it's probably a hypercar, really, because it's mad. It's so, so, so fast. But I think it's really quite clever. If you've ordered a Tesla Cybertruck, when it comes through your letterbox, um, I doubt it's going to look anything like what uh, it did now. Um, what Tesla have released. But what was a funny story, what's, everybody's heard this, again, it's been literally everywhere because it's absolutely hilarious, is in the unveiling for the Tesla Cybertruck, Elon Musk was that confident that, because it's basically, it's sort of like a military vehicle, but for like the mums going to school, for example. You can use it literally anywhere. Um, but what he's, he was confident that the glass was shatterproof and it was, it was like, it was... It's so fantastic, it could withstand a rock or a knife. A knife? I don't know why you throw a knife. Um, or a rock. I said a rock. Um, just anything at a window, and it wouldn't smash. So Elon Musk, he called out somebody, and I think he had like a steel hammer or something like that, and he just threw it at the window, and it shattered. And it was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. So then <laughs> he told the guy to throw it at the rear window, and he was confident that this time it would be all right. But no, it's smashed again. So well done, Elon. We don't have any clapping sound effects because cars don't clap. Because I spent about an hour yesterday uh, in our Renault Scenic and Toyota Yaris at my house just making recordings of indicators and stuff like that. Because um, otherwise, copyright, you know, you've got to stay on top of it because you get in trouble. So yeah, there's a little insight into the Tesla Cybertruck because it's something I've wanted to talk about for a while but just hadn't had chance. So I don't like the car, but I like the thinking of the car, and I'm really excited to see what Tesla will do with the actual car that comes out um, in a few years to come. So yeah, it's it's really exciting few years in the car industry, because obviously every, every, everyone's going electric. Car companies are like, oh, yeah, we've got this type of battery, and this is this, and this is that. Uh, VW next year, the start of next year, 2020, uh, are releasing their ID3, which is part of the new ID generation, and that's their new electric car. Really, really excited to see that. It's won awards already, and it hasn't even come out yet. But it's going to be pretty revolutionary, like the Beetle 
and uh, like the Golf, I think it's going to be absolutely fantastic. So I'm really excited to see how it's going to go. Um, the next piece of um, piston discussion um, is that this Saturday, which is the 28th, I think it is, of December, after Christmas, um, I am going to Holland. Now, I'm travelling down to Dover and then going to Dunkirk on the ferry. Hopefully I don't puke everywhere. probably will. Um, and then we're travelling up through Belgium and then up into Holland, obviously through France at the start, because otherwise how would you get to Belgium? Um, and then we're staying there for just under a week and then coming back down and then passing through Ypres in Belgium, which is a lovely place. So I'm really excited. Um, and we're popping into Germany as well, because I do German at school and I want to experience Germany a bit more um, when I'm actually there. So it's going to be really good. What I want to do is cycle to Germany, because where we're staying in Holland, um, it's only about 35 kilometres from the German border. So that will be... Really, really, really interesting. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, and, yeah, I'm recording this now. It's the 23rd of December, and in two days, it's Christmas, and I cannot believe it. And I just want to say, I'll probably say at the end as well, uh, I hope you have a very, very Merry Christmas. And um, this is my Christmas present to you, episode one of series one, the first ever Piston podcast. And then the new year, probably the start of the new year, yeah, it will be. Uh, I'll come back on the third, so it'll be bit after that episode two will be recorded and released to you all lucky people so happy christmas eve eve if you're listening to this on the day it's out if not merry christmas eve and if not merry christmas and maybe even happy new year you could be listening to this in 2040 and there could be a load of electric cars on the road and we they can be like aha i know what happened with the tesla Cybertruck." so yeah podcasting is a weird thing my next piece of piston discussion is that the new GR Garimina Toyota Yaris has been uh, revealed by Toyota, coming out in 2020. Uh, I believe the standard Yaris, the new ones, coming out in January, and then the Garimina, which is the sporty version, Gazoo Racing, will be coming out uh, later on in 2020. And it's inspired of rally cars, and they say it's sort of like the new version, Toyota claim, of the, uh, what's it called? The Celica GT4. Um, because because it's like it in some way. I don't really know why. The engine is really powerful, and it's really quite light, and Toyota claim that it's the lightest 1.6-litre and the most powerful 1.6-litre turbocharged engine ever made. So it's the, most, it's the lightest and the most powerful. That is amazing. So well done to Toyota. So, yeah, it comes with a three-cylinder um, turbocharged 1.6-litre engine that will produce around 275 brake horsepower, which is more than the Ford Fiesta ST. So it's going to be around the same bracket as the Ford Focus ST or the Ford Focus RS. So it is a pretty mad car. It's like a mad pocket, really rockety rocket. That's what I'm going to call it. Um, This actually claims it's got nearly 300 horsepower which i think is tremendous and i'm really excited for it to come out basically it's four-wheel drive and it's one of the first four-wheel drive uh hot hatches in a while i think since well, obviously there's been a few there's been the ford focus rs there's been um there's been a few but this is interesting because this is a super mini uh, and it's a hot hatch and it's four-wheel drive so what's pretty unusual is it adapts with the different modes so unfortunately i can't find the article where I found all of the facts. But I think it went a bit like this. When you're in normal mode, 70% of the drive is at the front wheels. And then when you're in sport mode, I think it goes to 70% at the back, or something like that, something on the lines of this. Don't take my word for it. And then when you're in track mode, it goes 50-50, so it's completely all-wheel drive, which means you can drift because you have enough horsepower and it's four-wheel drive 
and I think it's really, really good. It is going to be quite expensive, uh, probably starting around £30,000. Obviously, people don't know yet. People don't even know the top speed, not to 60, because it's not out yet, and Toyota are sort of keeping it a bit of a secret. And they've been teasing us this past week or two on Twitter and Instagram, posting a load of videos of it racing on racetracks uh, local to Toyota in Japan or in America or wherever they've been. Um, and it sounds good. It looks fantastic. It's got really wide wheel arches. Um, and I think it's going to be a really, really, really good car. And when it comes out, I probably will be rushing over to Toyota to have a look around it to do a review here on the Piston podcast. So there we go. There's another bit of Piston discussion. The new Toyota Yaris Grimmina. Or as Jeremy Clarkson would say, the... Um, now, moving on to some more news. Um, Fiat and Chrysler have organised... Um, organised? I don't know if that's the word. A bit of a merge. So they've organised a deal. Um, they're merging together, Fiat and Chrysler. But it's not just Fiat and Chrysler. Because what you're forgetting is with Chrysler and with Fiat um, comes Dodge... Uh, I can't remember them. <laughs> that's not very good. Uh... Well, there's lots of little companies that are already owned, and they're all merging together. But the bad news is, this is absolutely terrible news, is Fiat and Chrysler have decided that people apparently don't want small cars anymore. And because of that, after they've released the Fiat 500e next year, they're going to maybe stop making the Fiat 500. Oh, And they're going to maybe stop making the Fiat Panda. Now, people that know me will know that the Fiat Panda is my dream car, especially the 100 horsepower uh, the Fiat Panda is just a fantastic car. It's proper legendary, and it is a massive shame that they've come to the decision to maybe axe the Panda. And uh, when it does happen, I will be doing a massive tribute to the Fiat Panda, talking all about it. I might even do a Fiat Panda special. And I have actually got plans for a Fiat Panda special, so that will be happening. Uh, I've got hold of a few people with Fiat Pandas, and hopefully they'll be coming on the show, and I'll get a ride in a Fiat Panda, because I've never actually been in one, but I've been obsessed with them for about a year. So, yeah, that's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, another piece of Piston discussion before we move on to another segment, uh, and then we'll probably come back to Piston discussion a bit later on in the show, is the Top Gear Christmas special airs on BBC Two on the 29th of December. I probably won't be able to watch it, because I'm in Holland, and it's illegal to... Uh, watch the BBC abroad, but I think there's a Dutch equivalent to the BBC that show BBC programmes, so hopefully I'll be able to watch it. If I don't, please don't tweet me, spoiling it all, because they go to Nepal in uh, future-proof city cars. I think there's a Peugeot 106, uh, there's a Renault 4, and then there's a massive 4x4. Um, I think one of the presenters got a bit carried away. But have a little look online, it's really exciting. Obviously the Grand Tour um, special, uh, I don't know if I can say the name, Seaman, because um, they're men at sea. There we go, I can say that. Uh, that's been released on Amazon Prime. James May's series, Our Man in Japan, comes out at the start of January. I'll have to watch it on the ferry. Richard Hammond's Big, uh, a massive science-y programme coming to Discovery. It's lots of big news to do with the Grand Tour. But anyway, now we're going to move on to Piston Podcast Pick of the Week. And this week, it's the Renault Twingo G. Now, I was thinking for a while, all weekend and all of last week, uh, when I was off, because obviously it's the school holidays, what I'm going to review as the first car. And I was sort of thinking, mm, let's make it a car that I'm not going to want to go to a showroom and then review it again. So I was sort of like, mm, let's pick it nicely. 
Um, and I was thinking the Alpina B3 Touring, which is an estate car. It's a BMW 5 Series as the base, and then Alpina, they basically come along and fine-tune the car. But then I thought, no, I need something more special. And therefore, today, episode 1 of series 1 of the Piston Podcast, my pick of the week is the Renault Twingo GT. I know it's pretty unusual how uh, the first car is going to be the Twingo, but then again, it is a potential first car. Uh, that's a funny joke. But this is the GT version, which is the new uh, sporty version, and you can pick one up, starting price, £13,755. It comes with a 0.9 litre, three-cylinder turbocharged engine uh, placed at the rear of the car. So you may think, oh, it feels like a 911. Well, it doesn't really, because it doesn't really have enough power to feel like a 911, so you don't really notice it. But what you do notice is it's got a fantastic turning circle, because obviously there's no engine at the front. Uh, it's rear-engined as well, which means the engine's at the back. Jeremy Clarkson uh, describes it as hot enough to cook eggs in the back, I think he said. Uh, the engine, 0.9 litre, turbocharged three-cylinder engine, produces 110 brake horsepower, which I think is pretty fun in a car of that size. Maybe a few more horses would be good, but in a car that size, I think 110 brake is pretty... It's all you need, really. It comes with a five-speed manual gearbox, which, again, is all you need. It produces 117 newton metres of torque, which is not 4x4 standards, but this isn't a 4x4, so you would expect that. This is pretty fantastic, although I don't believe it fully. Renault claim that the Renault Twingo GT can manage 65 mpg, and it can do 450 miles around that uh, on one tank. And I don't 100% agree with that. I don't believe it massively, because I've heard people that say they only get about 45 or something like that. But that's maybe because you have a bit of a heavy foot. So let's not criticise Renault too much on that one. 0-60, it sprints off the line in 9.6 seconds, which is really not bad for a super mini like that. Top speed, 130 miles per hour, which I've said on Turbo Youth loads of times. It's all you need, because really, you shouldn't be going over 70, so why would you need to have a high top speed? That's uh, something that I say in probably... Um, will laugh at after I've done the show. It weighs just 1,001 kilos, which means it's, it's, it's really light. That is light for a car. Uh, it weighs about 400 kilos more than a Citroen 2CV, as a little fact for you, trying to compare it. Um, and I think if you've got a 1,000 kilo car, a 998cc engine or whatever it is, I think it's 898 actually, it's all you need, really, because you, you, if you were to have a 1,000 kilo car with a 6-litre V8 engine, it wouldn't work. It would be too crazy. Now, this is a sensible part of the pick of the week this week. NCAP safety rating. Now, I care about your safety at home, listeners, listening into the podcast. So the Renault Twingo GT has been awarded four stars out of five. Renault have been known for decades um, for their safety and constantly getting five-star ratings. But for a little super mini built on a budget, I think four stars is pretty good compared to the Fiat Panda, which I think earned about one stars. So it's it's a lot safer. CO2 emissions. This is something that people are worrying about massively um, because, obviously, of global warming and uh, becoming carbon neutral and all of that sort of stuff I'm sure you've all heard in the news. Well, the Twingo only produces 99 grams per kilometre, which, I mean, is not good because it produces CO2, but it doesn't produce as much CO2 as maybe other cars. Uh, and I suppose this is a bit of a downside with small-engine cars. They tend to produce a bit more CO2 than, say, like, 1.9 litres. But that's that's really not 
that bad for the size of engine it is. Now, practicality. How many seats and how many doors does it have? Well, I can tell you it comes with four seats and five doors. Now, the rear doors, it's pretty weird because the door handle is placed in the window, like on the hateful Nissan Juke. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty good on the Twingo because it's nice and hidden and it sort of gives it more of a city car look. Rivals. Well... Rivals. Obviously, with every car comes a rival. So with the Renault Twingo GT, the rivals for it are the VW Up GTI, which is also a tremendous car. Probably a little bit more powerful and a little bit better around the bends. Uh, but, yeah, they're both pretty good. And I'd say if you're in the market of one, test them two first, because I think they're probably the best. The next one is the Smart 4.4 Brabus. Obviously, Brabus is a company that does stuff for Mercedes, like Alpina is for BMW, like Arbath is for Fiat. But they've done one for Smart which is quite interesting. And what you can't forget is the Smart 4.4 is based on the same platform as the Renault Twingo. It's rear engines, rear-wheel drive, so it's pretty similar. So it's another car to think of, really. And then another one is you may think, oh, the Arbath 500. Well, no, I think the Arbath 500 is a little bit too powerful because obviously that's got about 200 horsepower or something silly like that. So the rival for that is the Fiat 500 Twin Air, which is sort of the sporty Fiat 500, but it's not massively hot. So yeah, there's a few rivals for you. Obviously, you can search up more if you're really not happy. But hopefully, I've um, I've educated you a bit on the Renault Twingo GT. Now to finish off this review, I'm going to tell you some pros and cons about the lovely little Twingo. Um, now the first pro is obviously its rear-wheel drive, uh, which allows it to have a better turning circle of eight meters. I can tell you, and we tested this because a few years ago with the standard Twingo, um, my family test test drove one, and we basically did donuts but without the skids. Um, so we just sort of went round and round. And the turning circle, it boggles the mind. It's really, really good. Another one is, it's it's really cute. If you look at a Twingo, you go, oh, Because Renault have done their thing with the styling. It looks really, really nice. So if you're 17, you would look at that and go, I want one. I want one. Get me one. Um, another one is, it's economical. I'm going to put down it's economical because Renault claim a 65 MPG. Um, MPG. Uh, now, cons. <laughs> Some websites say it's got vague steering. Obviously, I can't back it up because I've never actually driven one. But apparently, it's got vague steering. It's not as precise as, say, an up GTI. But if you have one, really, you're not going to want to worry um, because this car is going to be bought by people that are going to work but want a bit of fire to in their mornings. And it's hard to describe, but this car isn't going to be bought by people that have Lamborghinis, people that have McLarens and all of that. It's going to be bought by uh, 20-year-olds that want to maybe show off a bit and say, I've got a Renault Sport, when it isn't a true Renault Sport, but we'll let Renault off. Uh, another con is it's maybe not enough power. It doesn't really have enough power uh, to feel at all like a rear-wheel drive car. I think if it had a bit more power, say like 50 more horsepower or 40 more horsepower, it would maybe feel, you'd, you'd probably feel the rear-wheel drive impact a little bit more. Uh, now, the last con, this is quite a sad one, the last con is you can't actually buy them anymore because they're out of production, and so is the standard Renault Twingo, because this year, 2019, uh, Renault announced that they stopped, they stopped making the Renault Twingo in the UK, because people don't buy them, which is really bad. So shame on all of you not buying Twingos. So, yeah, there's my review of the Renault Twingo GT. I'm going to give it a PPR, which stands for Piston Podcast Rating, of 4.5 out of 5. So there we go. Round of applause for Renault there for making a fantastic car, the Renault Twingo GT. It's time now to take a left turn into Top 10 List Avenue.
This week, I'm doing a top 10 list for Pocket Rockets, because that fits in with the review of the Twingo. And kicking off at number 10 is the Peugeot 208 GTI. Very fiery Peugeot. And if you corner uh, bravely enough, then you can actually lift up one of the rear wheels, which I think is really fun on a hot hatch. And if a hot hatch can do that, then it's the one, I think. And number 9 is the Kia Picanto GT Line S. Uh, I love the Picanto. I think it looks beefy and it looks really quite nice. Number 8 is the Vauxhall Corsa GSI, which is basically, it's under the Corsa VXR, but it's still quite sporty. Um, people don't seem to be massively, um, massively impressed by the GSI Corsa, but it's, it looks quite good, I suppose, and I would test drive one if you're really interested. And number seven is the Arbath 595 Competizione, uh, which is my lovely Italian there. And number six is the Volkswagen Up GTI. And number five is the Mini Cooper S. And number four is the Suzuki Swift Sport, which is fantastic, and it's Japanese, which is a win-win. Uh, number three is the VW Polo GTI. At number two is the Toyota Yaris Garimana, and that is the one before the new one, which is coming out soon. Uh, and at number one, this is inevitable, it's the Ford Fiesta ST, which has had some fantastic reviews. Like, really, really good. So, yeah, the Renault Twingo doesn't appear in that, and that's because it's a bit of an underdog uh, with that list, but they didn't really have a list that fit in well but yeah if i was doing this i would probably replace the Vauxhall Corsa GSI with the Twingo GT i think because it's yeah it's a sporty Corsa and that and it may be cool and it may handle nicely but at the end of the day it's a Vauxhall and Renault is just a little bit better than Vauxhall isn't it i suppose just a little bit moving on again to another segment this is my way or highway we could do it like a little like a little uh, theme tune for My Way or Highway. I think that would be quite good. Maybe we can get that for some future episodes. This week, my road of the week for My Way or Highway is the Horseshoe Pass. Now, if you live locally to Nantwich in the Redshift studio, then you all know Horseshoe Pass. You've probably driven around it. It's beautiful. Basically, it's a mountain pass in Denbighshire. I think that's how you pronounce it, in northeast Wales. It's 7.5 miles long, and it basically, the maximum height, it's quite big. It's quite tall. I've actually climbed to the tallest pit, like, tallest part of Horseshoe Pass. It's 417 metres, and it's really high, and it really does tie you out, but it's worth it because the views are magnificent. It's really good. It's got the name Horseshoe Pass because, obviously, it travels in a horseshoe shape around... Um, around the, the mountains. It's well known for the Ponderosa Cafe, which is very nice. Nice drinks and stuff there. Uh, and a load of bikers go there, which is really good. So if you stop by the Ponderosa Cafe and the little car park that's outside of it, you will see so many motorbikes. I went there once, I think there's about 20 or 30. Uh, but it's nice to go around, you can speak to some of the biker people like I did. I think I spoke to a guy with a, a BMW motorcycle. Um, but yeah, some people can be really friendly and you can get the occasion, occasional biker that's like, hey like hairy chest and whatever which is a bit freaky but well there's millions of sheep there which is good because you can be driving around and oh sheep you can do like sheep spotting what isn't so good is they tend to run in the road so yeah you can see how that would end so it's not fantastic snow apparently gathers there in the winter i don't think i've ever been around there in the winter but apparently you can see some snow on the top of the peaks i make it sound like stelvio pass which could be a future my way or highway um road of the week but yeah it's 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 quite small it's like the local mountain pass um so yeah there's a lot of motorbikes there and there's a lot of cyclists so if there's a lot of motorbikes and cyclists there then you can it's going to be quite beautiful and i've been around it in well countless times and countless cars 
and it is stunning. And it's in North Wales, it's literally right by our doorstep, it's like half an hour away or something like that. So yeah, it's a really fantastic road, so if you ever find yourself in North East Wales, in Denbighshire, or Denbyshire, I think it's Denbyshire, or something like that, I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, people will be laughing at me, they always do, like, you can't pronounce this, and it's like, I know. So, yeah, I would definitely pay a visit there, and that is, uh, this week's my way, or highway, the Horseshoe Pass. Uh, it is beautiful, take a look. Now, we're going to go back to Piston Discussion, to sort of round off uh, episode one of the Piston Podcast. I don't, I don't know how many times I say Piston in the show, it's going to be quite a lot. And I'm going to get out my phone, because it's time to talk about some of the cars... I have spotted. Um, now, this is interesting because I've actually spotted many cars. Because at the start of this month, uh, for a week, I was in my house because I had the flu. And then, oh, oh, it's winter, so all of the nice cars are in the garages. So you don't see many interesting cars. But last weekend, I think it was yesterday, I saw a Mark II VW Golf GTI. And that was really nice. So it was nice to see one of them. I, saw, I see so many Fiat Pandas. I saw a Perugia Nipper. Search up Perugia Nipper, which is a really standard car, but um, it's really quite cute, and I like the look of it, and it's boxy. If you get a small and boxy car, it's just going to be fantastic, isn't it? And I think that's actually pretty much it for car spotting, because I haven't seen any. A while back, I saw a Toyota Land Cruiser and an old Land Rover Defender on the same day. That's the 20th of November. That's a bit far away. I don't know if that counts. So Renault Twizy. And yeah, we'll stop there, because I haven't really spotted enough to do this segment. So, yeah. It's a bit of a shame. Now, onto the boring part, which is promotions, uh, something I did, and it's basically promoting my articles and whatever. Uh, and I just want to talk a bit about this, because at the start of this month, um, I got a Christmas present off my friend Izzy, so thank you very much, and it was a Lego uh, Speed Champions Porsche 911 Turbo 3 litre. And I thought to myself, you know what, let's make some use out of this. And I recorded it for a YouTube video. And you can watch that on YouTube, Daniel Actorhouse Cars, uh, it's a pretty fun video, it's 53 minutes long, so bless you if you watch it. Um, some people actually have, which is pretty cool, uh, but you'd have to be a bit sad, I think. Um, like my new Facebook page, Daniel Actorhouse Cars, that's a place where you can get all of my stuff. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter, DanielCars05, obviously. Um, and, yeah, we're coming up to the end of the show, coming up to half an hour, half an hour now, uh, which is sort of the deadline, so I need to round it off. So, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to episode one of the Piston Podcast. I hope to uh, see you again on episode two, which will be airing, um, well, hopefully January 2020, uh, if I don't like, very doesn't sink or something like that, which hopefully it doesn't. Um, and yeah, hopefully you have a very, very merry, merry Christmas and a happy new year. Stay safe, have a lot of fun, get very drunk on Christmas, um, and I hope you have a very, very nice time. And I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you want to, obviously, I'd like to get all of you guys at home involved. So if you have any ideas, do get in contact with me uh, via my Twitter or social media or message me or email me, um, whatever. Go on the Redshift website, you will see probably some contact details. You can contact Redshift. Contact me, Daniel Lactaus Cars, or PM me on Facebook, Daniel Lactaus Cars. Do whatever. Get in contact. What would you like to see on the show? What cars would you like reviewing? Etc. Etc. Now, we're going to round off um, with me saying very Merry Christmas to you all again. Very Have a very happy new year. And yeah, we're going to round off with another one of these epic sound effects, which I think is going to be really cringy in the future. And it's just, I'm going to look back at it and go, 
Why did I do that? Thank you so much for listening. I will see you next time on the Piston Podcast for more car news and car fun. And, uh, yeah, we're going to round off with uh, the sat-nav in our Renault saying this. Thank you for listening. You have reached your destination.